0: Babe, 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 babe. It's like an alarm. Babe, babe, something big is happening. Oh, my God. Oigavolti Tishmir, Help me, Jesus. It's Babe with Sean. Hi. You guys. Hi. My entire life has changed. <laughs> in, in one swing of a golf club, my entire life is different. But before I tell you why... I'm going to share a funny story. My friend Mark, uh, he's fucking hysterical. Oh my God, Mark is so. Fu- Everything he says is funny. But uh, he tells a story of years ago going to Rochester, New York uh, with a friend to go to some gay clubs. And they were sharing a room. So two double beds, one of them in each bed. And He, (laughs) which is a really bad idea, but uh, they went to the gay club and Mark came back to the hotel and got in bed and went to sleep. And then the friend came back and he brought someone home to the hotel with him. So Mark, you know, it's dark in the room and he hears giggling and talking and he opens his eyes and he sees that his friend has brought home a little person. Yeah, I, I know we're not allowed to say midget anymore, but it was a little person. And uh, Mark was like, what, you know, what the fuck is is happening here? I would never share a room with anybody on a hookup trip because I ain't going to fuck around in front of somebody. But this guy didn't seem to care. So he starts getting down with the midget. (laughs) It's terrible. And I said, Mark, why didn't you leave the room? He's like, well, what was I to do? I'm in bed. They're next door. I didn't want them to know I could see them, so I just kept my eyes closed. What was I to do? And I said, "Well, leave the room." I would have sort of slinked out of there, slept in the hallway, something. You don't want to be in a room when somebody's doing a little person. So Mark kept going back to, "Well, what was I to do?" So he said that while they were, you know, getting it together. They must have, uh, I guess they didn't have any, any lube, so they used soap. This, this part of the story is unclear to me, but let me just tell you that that would hurt a lot. And I guess the little person began to scream. So now you have somebody banging a little person who's screaming, and you're in the bed next to them. with Pretending to fall asleep, I said, Mark, why didn't you leave the room? Well, what was I to do? What was I to do? What was I to do? And I love the saying, what was I to do? I don't know what he did. I think he just stayed in bed and uh, let it, you know, let romance take its course. And I'm sure uh, he never traveled with this dude again. But he, we go, we say, what was, what was I to do? What am I to do all the time? And it comes from that story that I think is hysterical. Like, I just can't imagine waking up to somebody, you know, injuring a little person with soap. Uh, it's <laughs> A screaming midget is in my room. Do I pretend to roll over? Am I having a dream? What's happening? So anyway, what was I to do? So I myself am minute. what am I to do? Position. And I'm going to be in this position for for a long time. And I have always planned on doing a podcast about this. But now it's it's super relevant. And the, the theme of this is I am a person who's caring for a small child. But also, I'm, I'm caring for elderly parents. So I'm part of what they call, they, whoever they are, I'm part of what is called the sandwich generation. So I'm sort of sandwiched in between taking care of my toddler and taking care of my elderly parent. And my parents have been, uh, well, okay, so I was... I was sort of really enjoying thinking about uh, Dick Hotbottom, <laughs> and so I googled him. I, d- I googled him by his his real handle and found lots of pictures of him in various. <laughs> it really is sad, like to to see him in these these compromising positions. One was actually a GIF of him um, just getting. Just over and over again, gif, 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 gif. I'm like, well, there he is. So, you know, there's nothing left to the imagination anymore. And I'm looking at these pictures of Dick Hotbottom and like, oh, I, oh he was, oh, 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 look at that. There's a gif. And uh, then all of a sudden I see mom's cell. So I went from like looking at porn to my mom's calling in about, you know, a half a second. So. My mom said my dad was golfing in Batavia. My dad is 78. He has Parkinson's disease and it's mild. It's very mild. And he golfs at least two times a week. But this was a big golf outing. And my mom said that he fell and he fractured his hip and was in the hospital. And she was very upset and... So what what am I to do? <laughs> Here we go. So what was I to do? I said, Mom, I'll, I'll come get you. I'll bring you to Batavia. Uh, we can see him in the hospital. And she she insisted that he be brought by ambulance back to their favorite hospital. They have a fave uh, Kenmore Mercy Hospital. It's part of the Catholic health system. When my mom was in rehab at the Cath in the Catholic health system, she uh, was she never wanted to leave. I love it here, she said. I can get Eucharist every day. (laughs) I said, why? She said, well, because it's a Catholic hospital. So that made sense. Like when I was in Buffalo General, they weren't slinging Eucharist around. So, uh, yeah, she can get Eucharist every day. And she loved it. So. They wanted him to be at Kenmore Mercy, and I was thinking. I was thinking of the days ahead. I had taken first of all. I had pink eye, so the glory of me having pink eye, my my glorious respite, came crashing down with the news of my father's hip fracture, which by the way, fracture and breaking your hip is the same thing. So he broke his hip. Um, So I'm like, shit, I was just so relaxed. And now all of a sudden, my father's never going to be the same again. So this is crazy. And uh, my mom said, just come over and then we'll meet your father at the hospital when the ambulance arrives. So that's what I did. But then I remembered, I have a husband and a kid. I'm not just the only child of Sean and Grace, you know, ready to ready for action at any time so i told i called eric and i said we have an emergency my dad fell my mom is really upset and i'm gonna need to be with her and then with my dad so can you take over at home so lucky me that i have eric that's all i can say i mean he is incredible without question of course go do what you have to do i'll take care of jackson and he's like are you going to be able to take him to the zoo tomorrow because i promised my son i would take him to the zoo to see the elephants and the lions and that was all he was talking about so what am i to do (laughs) do I okay so I didn't know if my dad was having surgery or hip replacement or having a pin put in and if it was going to be that night or if it was going to be the next day or the next night so I have to make this choice it's like Sophie's choice do I choose the zoo or my ailing father and and sweet confused mother was that really Sophie's choice I don't think that was Sophie's actual choice but it was like Sophie's choice for me so I just said we'll we'll see about the zoo we'll play everything by ear So uh, I want to be really respectful of my parents here. There's so much I could tell you that I won't tell you because I feel like it's invasive. And I want to paint a picture of my parents that's really positive. (laughs) They're very active people. For 78, my dad with Parkinson's and my mom, 83, she's going to be on Wednesday, the 27th, which is two days away. Uh, so 83 and 78, they're old. My parents are old and it happened pretty fast. I remember them being like way more active and doing way more things. And when they came home from Florida where they had been living six months out of the year for 13 or 14 years, they came home. I noticed some differences. So when I went to my mom's house, she started telling me all the stuff my dad does for her. They're a team. And I'm all for teams. I'm all for a married couple being a team. But I think if you're too interwoven as a team and you're like really dependent on the other person and then something happens to that person, (laughs) you're kind of fucked. So uh, Eric and I are a team, but we can operate independently uh, if we have to. And as you know... Because your listeners to my podcast, when I was having my surgery, Eric took complete care of me like I we were a team, but he had to be the whole team. And while I was just lounging about, uh, you know, making sure that my neck was healing, so. We're a team, but there's times where you're really dependent on on another person, and that's kind of scary as you get older. Uh, when you're young, you're in your 20s and, and 30s. I don't think you think about this shit, but when you're in your 40s, 50, or, uh, approaching 50, I'll say that that's what I am approaching 50. Uh, and then in your 70s and 80s, you're you're dependent on on someone. It's either a child or a parent. So. Um, my mom's telling me all of this stuff that my dad does for her. And my dad is almost in no condition to be, you know, the helper because of his Parkinson's. So I was pretty amazed like, wow, dad does a lot around here. I had no idea. My mom has back pain and so she's on some, some good pain meds, but they've really changed her. They've, they've, she, her short term memory is uh gonzo just completely gone. So I thought I have to be at the hospital Tomorrow or tonight to hear what the doctor or the surgeon has to say because my mom's not going to remember this shit so uh, I had to be there I have to be there with my parents Jack has to be at the zoo tomorrow seeing the animals with me because Eric had to be at staff development day which you cannot get out of so what was I to do is there a midget in that bed what's happening so oh (laughs) so stressful so It turns out that he needed a partial hip replacement and they were going to do it as soon as possible because he was an add-on. You get a label, I guess, in the hospital. You're not a scheduled surgery. You're an add-on. So my dad was an add-on and they got him a really nice room uh, with a crucifix uh, right over the bed. Uncomfortable. But is Eucharist right around the corner? I have no idea. I don't think they offered him Eucharist when I was there. But the surgery didn't happen until uh, the next day, and I didn't know when. So I'm like, I'm just gonna risk it, and I'm gonna take my kid to the zoo and we're gonna I'm gonna make his little dream come true and then I'm gonna just get to the hospital and hope I don't miss the surgeon because if he tells my mother or she tells the surgeon uh, tells my mother information she can forget and then no one's gonna know what's happening. So I was at the zoo and I was like on call, like when my phone rang, I have to get that. And, you know, meanwhile, Jackson's like climbing the 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 gate of the lion's cage. <laughs> I'm like, I have one hand on Jackson and the other hand on the phone with with, with the nurse from the knee and hip floor. And uh, the surgery wasn't going to be until the evening, which was really, really great. So this question of what, what am I to do? uh, Do I take him to the zoo? All of our resources as far as babysitting were tapped on a Friday afternoon. So I really didn't know where he was going to go. My son, just so you know, has a best friend named Dean, (laughs) which is the best name for a little tiny boy. And Jackson and Dean, they love each other. They have, Dean is Jackson's primary relationship. He, they, they they've been in daycare together since they were six to eight weeks old. Uh, they're inseparable. Whenever we do goodnight to people, Dean is always first. Who do you want to see? Dean. They hold hands. They hug. They, they have their fights sometimes over a ball, maybe. Uh, but they are their best buddies. And I, when I was two, I didn't have a best buddy. But my son does, and I love that he's learning all this this great stuff about relationships and social interaction and has this great friend. And Dean's parents are fucking amazing and they said that they would take Jackson after I was at the zoo uh, with him for a couple hours. So it was it all worked out. It worked out. Is it gonna work out every time though? That was like like kind of a fluke that that we were able that I was able to juggle this. But the night before, I really didn't sleep. What am I to do? Do I? Go To the zoo, or do I go to the hospital? Sophie's choice. So we went to the zoo. He had the best time. We rode the train. We went into this fucking bungalow. What was it? Bunghole? No, not bunghole. <laughs> Bamboo. Boomerang Island, where you feed birds. And uh, he loved that. Oh my God. Feeding the The birds landed right on his wrist. This is a great experience we're having. I Did I say we rode the train? Uh, we saw all kinds of animals and it was great. Then I dropped him off at Dean's and then I went to the hospital. And my dad, my dad is an incredible man. He, he is, uh, he never complains, which is amazing because all I do is complain. <laughs> the, this podcast is really based on me. It's just me complaining. And uh, so I didn't pick that up from him. I am named after him. Uh, Sean Doyle Jr., but I that quality did not transfer over to me. But he doesn't complain. He didn't complain about the pain. He didn't complain about the fact that he won't be able to golf for maybe never again. So, and he loves to golf. And he boxes too. My dad boxes for um, the Parkinsons. It's a thing, you know. Boxing. It's good for balance. It's good for hand-eye coordination. It's good for your mind to learn the combinations. And now he can't box. So the the doctors telling him this. You know, you broke your hip, and you're we're going to replace most of it I guess and you won't be able to do the things you love to do anymore including drive you know go into the basement little things that you don't think of and did they, did he complain no am I complaining yeah I don't want this for my dad I want him to be able to be independent but guess what when you get old, you lose that kind of shit. Like you don't get to do the stuff that you were once able to do. And it's sort of just hitting me that, wow, my parents are really, this is, you know, we're on a certain part of their journey and it's the end part. So, uh, I really like, wow, it's just all up in my face. So I'm learning that my mother is really, really, um, Oh, she's so sweet. She's just the sweetest person. I'm never an unkind word about anyone, uh, but boy, is she confused these days. And I think it's the medication that she's on, but her memory is if you tell her something two minutes later, uh, she forgets. So I w- wrote down everything the surgeon said, and I uh, made sure that she understood because she had to tell you know her, her friends what was going on with my dad. And I wanted to make sure she had her spiel Correct. So, I found out a couple things uh, that she, that my dad did for my mom that I are important, like meals <laughs> and uh, putting gas in the car. She can't remember how to do that, and um, going down into the basement where their basement is what i can't even describe the amount of it's it's not an episode of hoarders necessarily but things are piled to the ceiling Uh, there's uh, 43 years of crap down in that basement and only my dad goes down there he's it's like a little man cave because my mom can't do the stairs so i've been going over there and just getting one thing from the basement and bringing it up for her um, bringing her food Uh, meanwhile I have a kid at home that needs me too. So I'm in, I'm, I'm part of the sandwich generation, y'all. And I feel like I, I'm getting a little glimpse at the rest of my days (laughs) or for a while anyway. And it's really, really scary. And it's, I'm being really positive about it because there's so much my parents can do, but I feel like I'm going to have to make this choice a lot. You know, do I, do I do this with Jackson? Do I bring Jackson with me? Do I bring him to help grandma and grandpa? And, uh, you know, is he a part of it? Can he help? Is that unfair to expose him to people who are in need? I don't know. Like, I don't know what the right thing is to do. But all I know is that I am one person and I feel like I'm starting to be pulled in two different directions. And I knew this was a common, but I didn't think it was going to happen so fast. One minute you're looking at Dick Hotbottom getting, uh, I, I can't even say, I, I know, <laughs> getting it. And uh, then next minute your mom's face is on your phone. Hello, your father fell and we need to, we need to mobilize immediately. So This is what I'm dealing with right now. And I'm asking you, what am I to do? My mom told me I would love I need bananas. And I said, well, go get some bananas. And she said, "Uh, I really can't go to a grocery store because my legs, I just can't walk the grocery store. Your father usually brings home the bananas. I said, well, let me bring you some bananas. No, 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 no. Don't go out of your way. You have, you know, you have things to do. I'll be fine without bananas. So Eric and I uh, were at Trader's Joe. Oh, so my mom. <laughs> my parents have this habit of putting, pluralizing things that aren't plural. Paneras, Barnes and Nobles, and then Trader's Joe, which I don't even know what that would even mean. Trader's Trader's Joe. So traders apostrophe. So the traders own Joe or is it plural traders, traders, and they're all named Joe, traders, Joe. So I said, we go to, you know, traders, Joe. I said, I'll just go. We're going to go. We're going to get you some bananas. So we went to traders, Joe and got seven bananas because there's seven days in a week. So I called my mom. Mom, I have a surprise for you. Guess what? And it's funny because she'll say, is Jack with you? And Jack was not with us. He was still at Dean's. So the, the disappointment in her voice when she realizes her favorite person in the world, her grandson, is not with us, is like, oh, well, that's just you and Eric is fine. And I said, guess what we're bringing you? Bananas. Oh, my God. That is so sweet. You didn't have to do that. So I said, we're right around the corner. And I always ask, are you decent? cuz God only knows what I'm going to find when I when I get there. Oh, I'm in my robe. So she comes to the door. We show her the bananas. We're super excited and she's like, "Well, that's too many. Ba- <laughs> that's too many bananas. I can't eat those that many bananas. Do you like bananas? Cuz you're going to have to take half of these. I only eat half a banana a day." I said, uh, or thank you. It would be great. <laughs> so Eric actually ate a banana in front of her, one of my mother's bananas. And she took three cause she's going to split them in half and, and they're going to, they're going to go bad. These are going to go look the, you, Why didn't you pick out green ones? These are, these are very yellow. They're going to, they're going to turn. So again, another glimpse of, am I going to get this right when I'm doing stuff for my mom? Is it going to be up to her standards? Her banana standards. So anyway, it's really easy to bring her stuff. And Eric is really happy to come along. And again, Jack and I, we can sleep over there. Maybe the Doyle Burgers can sort of set up tent, uh, set up camp and uh, take care of my mom and help her. Because my dad's taken care of. He's going to be in rehab for two to four weeks at least. And he's going to be catered to and have meals and PT. And they have like... Craft night and bingo and all kinds of the, the shit old people love, I suppose. And we can visit him there and we can bring Jackson there. And so he's going to be fine. I think the real trouble is going to begin when he gets home because then he's going to realize, well, I can't do the stuff that I used to be able to do. I can't just hop in the car and run to Paula's Donuts for a coffee or meet my friends at the Olympic diner for breakfast on Saturday you know my and my mom isn't really capable of taking care of him so what am I to do I'm so close to the microphone right now you have no idea um, my microphone by the way has like this circular mesh that is it a spit shield <laughs> I don't know it just it came with the equipment but it, it looks so fucking official like I'm so I'm official because I have my spit shield but anyway super close to the mic what am I to do? So that's coming right now. I think we're in a holding pattern until my dad is home. And then what am I to do? I don't know. I just have to find a balance, I guess. We're not going to find the answers here. I know you're trying to help. I know that you're thinking, well, you could do this and you can this and help me with that. But I don't. There's no pressure to answer my question. The, the thing is, the lesson here is that growing older, we're all growing older. God willing, we will all hit 83 years old. But when we hit it, we ain't gonna be the same. I, at 47, I'm not the same. I can't do um, I can't uh, crane my neck anymore. And with my back, which has really been great, my back has been, uh, I feel like I'm experiencing back health right now. But I know that one, sometimes even when I laugh really hard and I have a really loud, really, really lusty laugh, um, I bet a, I bet I could pop a disc laughing. So I have to be careful. Like even even when I laugh, sometimes I'm like, whoa, something just happened in my back. So uh, yoga, I'm, t- I'm doing yoga now. It's a separate podcast. But. I, uh, we can't answer these questions right now, but as you get older and as your parents get older, and if you're lucky enough, I know that not everybody has their parents with them. So I want to be sensitive to that, that some of your parents may have passed, or maybe you don't have a good relationship with your parents and, um, that's something that you can't relate to, and we all have different relationships with our with our parents, and and that's okay, of course. Uh, or perhaps they've passed on. My parents are still alive, and growing up, it was just the three of us: Sean and Grace and Shawnee. it's a, re- it's a reveal. Some people call me Shawnee, because or little Sean, which is funny. At you know two hundred and fifty pounds and six foot tall, he's he's little little Shawnee. And so it's been the three of us, the three of us all the time. And it was even interesting when Eric came into the equation, like, how do I go from it being always the three of us on Christmas and the three of us on trips and the three of us to now I'm bringing a dude along? Like, you kind of have to include him because he's, you know, he's my family now. So that was that was interesting, too. But. Now it's really just the three of us. And luckily, we I have a support system of cousins that are incredible uh, that have been calling and asking what they can do. Making soup. Italians are really good at swooping in and making shit for people when they're sick. I'm going to make pasta. I'm going to make meatballs. I'm making a gallon of sauce that you can freeze. I'm going to bring it over immediately. What do you need? You need a lasagna? Fine. I'm doing a lasagna. I'll be at your house tomorrow. It's why I love being half uh, Sicilian. So uh, the Sicilians and the Italians, by the way, it's not the same thing, and they will tell you that. That's actually something we can look up together. Google that. Why, why are Sicilians so proud to be Sic? Like when I'll say, oh, my mom's Italian. Sicilian. Oh, okay. Was there like a, a, the Sicilian-Italian war or something like that? Did like the Sicilians do them wrong, or did the Italians do the Sicilians wrong? But anyway, being met, having Mediterranean blood... Uh, it means bringing food, and so my extended family has been incredible. My friends are incredible, just like they were with me. My friends are like, "What can I make? Does she need a meal? Do you need me to come over there and put gas in her car?" Like, what? These are my friends and coworkers, so there's going to be no shortage of help. But ultimately, it's me and them, our little family unit. And I forget when I'm with them that I'm not, you know, 12 years old when I'm sitting there, like, "Whoa, I have a kid. I gotta go." Uh, I'm not just Shawnee at the, in the hospital advocating for my dad. I've got, you know, I'm, I'm daddy, too. um You know, daddy used to be kind of a hot <laughs> term. And I, I'm not that kind of daddy. I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm the right age, I guess. Am I a daddy? I kind of want to be a daddy. I don't think I'm... Anyway, that's the little g- my last podcast was so gay. I think it went over the gay chart. So, you know, being a dad, like Google that if you if you're if you're not in the know of what a, what a daddy is. But anyway, uh, meatballs, Cis- the Sicilian war my father, Shawnee. what am I talking about? Oh. So, enjoy your parents and and where they are. Be in the moment and I'm trying not to borrow trouble. A great therapist once told me, "Don't borrow trouble." Don't think ahead about having to clean out that basement one day. Don't think ahead about when your father may not be able to live in that house anymore. Don't think ahead to when your mother has completely lost her memory and you're advocating for everything she does. Because that's not the way it is right now. Right now, they're, they're doing just fine. Uh, they they have their wits about them. They, they are uh, able to speak for themselves. And that was a really hard thing too. Like when the doctor would ask them questions, they would answer. And I knew the answer was r- the wrong answer. <laughs> so I didn't want to answer for them, but I had to step in a couple times. They asked my dad if he was a DNR, do not resuscitate. And he said, yep. I said, no, you're not, you're not a DNR. Like you don't want them to save you if you're, if you're coding on the, on the table, listen to me with my medical lingo. Um, He's like, "Oh wait, what is DNR?" I'm like, "You're telling them your DNR? If I wasn't here to stop you, what would what would have what am I to do?" So, I helped them with that. They asked him if he was diabetic and he said, "Nope." And I said, "Yeah, you are. Di- <laughs> yes, you are diabetic." Uh, he's like, "Well, I'm only a t- it's only type two diabetes and my I do my test my blood and actually I stopped testing it because uh, my sugar levels because they're so good all the time. So Jesus Christ, I got to be there right to, to, to advocate a little bit, but mostly they have their wits about them. They know what they want. They know what they don't want. I'm not speaking for them. Uh, I, and don't borrow trouble someday it's not going to be like this. These are the good old days, as Pink says. Uh, I'm going to look back and be like, yeah, there was that time where they could do all that stuff. So I am I am in a sandwich. I'm in the, the, the mom and dad, Jackie and Eric sandwich. I'm right in the middle and uh, I'm going to be fine But I know that a lot of you might find yourself in this situation. Are you? Do any of you have a child, a small child, and also a parent that is medically frail that you may have to be taking care of at the same time? How do you do it? What do you do? What am I to do? It's as if there were a midget having very uncomfortable sex in the bed next to me. Do I pretend I don't see that? What do I do? Uh, Oh, it's such a good story. So enjoy your parents. Uh, treat them, treat your elderly parents like the people that they are and not, not the people that, that are very confused and don't know what they're saying. Give them a chance to fuck it up and then maybe gently correct them because I'm really tempted to just do all the speaking. And I know that's really disrespectful. Um, and I guess you have to learn that you can't do it all yourself. There's help out there. Do you listen to NPR? I do. And they always talk about these visiting angels. What They do light housework, bathing, and other things, too. So I'm going to look into visiting angels. Maybe they can help uh, my parents out. So, again, there's so much more I could tell you. I'm just telling you this is what is happening to me right now, and I feel like it's a thing. It was enough to be a radio segment on NPR, the sandwich generation. So I kind of don't like that term. I don't like food references like that. They make me uncomfortable. But... Raising a small child, helping elderly parents. I, I want to hear from you. Uh, I don't know where, though. In the comments section. Uh, and, you know, how has it been going for you? It's, is it making you uh, a stronger person? Is it making you see lots of perspective on aging and, and, and your parents aging and, and what that might look like? Or is it making you fucking freak out? You haven't heard the last of this particular topic because, oh, it's going to go on and on, believe me, because there's rehab and then there's um, at-home care, visiting angels, perhaps, and then there's, you know, the years ahead. You know, 83 is, uh, that's old, come on. 83 is old. 78 to me isn't that old, but add the Parkinson's to being 78. And I feel like that sort of ages you a little bit, too. So we have this plan. I'm going to tell you about our plan. I'm going to end on a hopeful note. Uh, My parents, they're the my parents are so beyond generous without question. Um, beyond caring, beyond loving, and really, really dedicated to their family, which is me, Eric, and Jackson. And uh, we, we're just we're there, the center of Jackson is the center of their universe. this is this has given them life, honey. My My son has given my parents new life, and they want to see him experience Disney World in the worst way. And so our goal is to go in 2020. yes 2020 uh which is about it's gonna we're gonna go at christmas time that's the plan in two years and jackson will be five and my mom will be 85 and my dad will be 80 so looking at them right now i see them in scooters And my mom said, can you imagine me driving a scooter? I'm going to clear all of Main Street, USA. And I said, Mom, you can drive a car. If you can drive a car, I'm sure you can manage a a scooter. So just picture it. My parents in scooters and me and Eric and Jackson walking down Main Street toward the castle, getting our picture taken, eating chocolate chip cookies. I want this so bad. I want this to happen so bad. But then I look at my dad in the hospital bed, completely doped up on morphine. And I look at my mom trying to make sense of her notes where, you know, she's scribbling things out because she can't remember. And she can't walk either. She's been BTW. She's been in a, a wheelchair the entire time. We, she's been in the hospital visiting my dad. So I'm pushing her in a wheelchair. My dad can't walk either. So Disney seems like a far off dream. And, and again, don't borrow trouble. We're going. We're going to Disney in 2020. And hopefully, babe will still be a thing this is going to go on. You know, this is fun. Having a podcast is fun. Who else am I going to talk to? Well, I guess my husband <laughs> and my therapist. But who else am I going to talk to about this situation besides you? So thanks for listening. Um, what am I to do? <laughs> Somebody help me. All right. I love you. I thank you for listening. You are awesome. And I will keep you posted. Talk to you later. Bye, everyone.